It's 16 after 10 o'clock. You're live on the Talking Point, and we're focusing now on the Empower Youth uh, Transformation Week. It's a week that is set to include top CEOs and entrepreneurs who are going to be sharing advice with young people in Orange Farm and prepare them for the world of work, give them advice on how to start businesses, how to find career opportunities, and also uh, perhaps even getting funding to start their businesses up. Uh, let me welcome Mate Pombolefe, who is a young person from Orange Farm. Uh, she likes to go by the name Skinny AF. I won't elaborate on the latter part because I don't want to go to the BCCSA, but <laughs> should I call you Matepo or Skinny? Please call me Skinny and my pronouns are they. Okay, all right. Skinny, very good morning and a pleasure to have you with us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Let me also welcome onto the show Sibusiso uh, Manga, who is a young person as well uh, from Orange Farm. Sibusiso, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Kathy? I'm well, thank you. Sibusiso was telling me he's a regular listener of the show, so I'm very excited that, you know, we met, we've connected through the airwaves, but glad that I also get to see some of the people that are tuned in. So really glad uh, to have you on the show, so let me then also welcome Swusiso Mulimi, who is an author, entrepreneur, and I would say a well-renowned motivational speaker, Swusiso, because you've been able to get awards for um, the work that you do, not just as a speaker, but also as a trainer. You train other people to be big, to be good speakers. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I really appreciate this opportunity and good morning to the listeners. There's so many different things that we can touch on when it comes to the needs of young people, especially where it concerns creating opportunity and accessing the workplace, uh, whether it's building up, you know, careers, even as an entrepreneur, somebody who wants to start up their own thing or getting access into the formal market. Um, But Skinny, I want you to perhaps give us a, a... a little bit of a profile in terms of your own journey, uh, you know, being somebody who's so committed to their brand. I love the fact that you said, this is how I want to be called. This is my brand. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it tells me that you're building something, you're committed to it. Give us a little bit of that backstory. Well, Skinny AF is a creative. Um, I am an aspiring radio and TV personality. I'm also um, an image consultant. I am a commercial model. Um, that's what I'm doing for now. You know, I'm, I'm also looking for things in the industry when time goes on. So basically that's what I'm doing as, as an individual. I'm a creative. Mm. Mm. And you're basically self-employed, right? Because yes. you go where there's opportunity. You get work wherever you can find it. Yes, that's that's true. I think that's why I'm here uh-huh. uh, on behalf of Empower Youth. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's also, I, I don't bottle myself saying that this is a particular thing that I want to do. But if there's opportunity, I grab it with mm-hmm. my both hands because I can't just wait and wait for the government to give me opportunities whilst I can do it myself, you know, get myself out there, educate myself, get enough knowledge and yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. So let me come to you and, and ask you the same question. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay, so Sposo Mangwa is a young award-winning author. And I just recently started a, a platform called SA Books Online, trying to centralize the South African book industry digitally so that, you know, I believe that as important as it is to document information, so is having easy access to it. 
And that's what also being at this Empower Youth uh, Transformative Week means to me, is having uh, access to information and mm. to people who are industry leaders because it is one thing to give knowledge from afar, but it gets... Um, lost in translation when it gets to the ground and it becomes difficult for somebody a young person from the township when they come to these big walls of johannesburg they get nervous they forgot what they already know and mm -hmm. they 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 become filled with self-doubt so being around industry leaders sparks a certain uh, inspiration in you as a young person and say hey I talked to O's Kathy. Mm. What do I have to fear? The world is mine. Mm, mm. Let me bring in the other Spusiso and talk a little bit about your journey. Of course, you are a little bit more established in that you've had some time to do what you've you've been doing to start up a business. And there have been lessons that you, you've learned along the way. Yeah, so the journey begins in Soweto, Orlando West. That's where I was born. Um, I got my first bursary when I was nine. So I went to school called St. Peter's Prep in Rivonia. Uh, coming from the township and going into an environment where you see in your dreams become a reality. And I think that's one takeaway point that I share with young people. To expose yourself to be in environments where your dream is becoming a reality. It just does something inside of you. Um, I then got my second bursary, went to uh, St. Albans College, got my third bursary, finished off at the University of Pretoria. Uh, you know, I share the story to inspire young people who um, have a dream but don't have the funds. Mm. And I truly believe that there are people in this world who God has blessed abundantly financially for people like me and other young people who have a dream but don't have the funds. To never give up, to grab every single opportunity that you get and make the most out of it. So when I graduate from the University of Pretoria, I've got a degree, but I've got a degree that I can't use. And... There are so many young people who've got degrees that they can't use, um, either because there's no demand for that degree, uh, either because there's no opportunities in that degree. So then what do you do? You're what unemployed. What did you study? I, I studied business management. Mm. When you now look into the workplace, you don't really have a specific role that says we we're looking for a business manager. Uh, but I, I couldn't. I applied. I applied. Like many young people, I applied for a job and, and I couldn't get it. So I thought to myself... What do I do then? And, and I was blessed in that I met mentors who, who, who said to me, we'll teach you. Look, well, we can't give you a job. And, and this is for many young people. They'll say to you, mm. we can't give you a job, but we'll give you an opportunity. And it's what you do with that opportunity. And I always say to young people that don't always look at finding a job, but look to see how you can add value. That's it. Because if you can add value, if you can provide solutions, trust me, they will want you around them. And, and I was having a, a conversation with my mentor who said, there's so many young people who are coming to him and say, I'm looking for a job. And he mm. can't give them a job. But he's got problems and challenges in his workplace. And I challenge young people to have a different perspective to say, when you get into that workplace or when you get an opportunity, bring solutions and add value. The doors will open for you. It's, it's difficult for me, Spussy, so to, to wrap my head around the fact that somebody who... Um, you talk about the fact that you you had all of these scholarships that helped you make your way through school, and you make it sound so easy. 
And we know that it's not easy to get those scholarships because it means that your marks have to be at a certain level. If everybody else can go to school and not have extracurricular activities, you have to have extracurricular yeah. activities so that you're able to meet up the criteria. So that is literally a schooling life of being a dedicated and disciplined student and having that reflected in your marks as well. Sure. And you get your degree and you can't find a job. No, I can't find a job. I think what helped me as well was, to be honest with you, I was not in the top five in terms of my marks. Mm. But it was that attitude of wanting to learn, mm. being humble, going the extra mile, a lesson for people who are listening. You don't always have to be the number one. But, you know, when people from the outside can see that, you know what, this young person wants to go the extra mile. You, you, you humble. You humble yourself. You learn. You see how you can add value. I think that is what helped me. Because mm -hmm. I have to be honest with you, I was not in the top five in terms of my marks. But I kept on getting these opportunities. And the question becomes, why me? I just had to humble myself. I had to learn. I had to show that I really mm -hmm. want this, the commitment, the persistence. And, and that is what will open doors for you. Mm. Skinny, let me, let me come to you and talk about some of the challenges that you would say you have faced when it comes to being able to build your brand and build your career because there's so much else that you want to do um, but you, you, you're still kind of trying to figure out where it is that, that you can break through. For as much as we know that finance is a big factor, also getting resources, it's it's, it's never easy. You can talk to the right people. You can be motivated as much as you can. But if you do not have resources, it's mm. not that easy. Trust me. So in my journey, I'm still in the process of getting there where mm. I want, you know. Mm. But especially where I come from in Orange Farm, it is the biggest um, township. It has a lot of unemployment rates. And like Sibusiso talked, Mr. Sibusiso said right now that you can be educated, but having to know good people and the right people, it's not easy. Mm. I mean, Orange Farm has a lot of creatives, has a lot of educated young people, but we do not have the resources on where to start, how to start, you know. Those are the big factors that contribute to the difficulty of being a young person and wanting to make it in the industry or whatever mm. um, thing that you want to do, you know. Mm. So that's one of the um, contributing factors. Also, when it comes to finance, you know, it's not everyone who is well in, in the family when it comes mm. to finance and having to start afresh, not knowing people, not having resources, but you do have a vision. It's not easy when you don't have any finance. So that's one of the contributing factors that are actually um, uh, a challenge. So, so what what has somebody like you, what, what have you tried um, to do in, in order to, to confront these challenges? How are you trying to ensure that in spite of the context you find yourself in, you're still able to, to pave some kind of a way? 
Well, as an individual, I'm a very positive person. Mm. It, it starts with me. I know what I want, no matter what I go through. I know what I want, and as much as I'm positive, I know it does. I never take no as an answer. If it is a no, I then have to learn on the skills, you know. So having to know it does, do not just sit back and relax and say I don't have this and complain. Rather, try different aspects. We have internet. Mm-hmm. Try to, to to educate yourself on an industry that you want to be in. You know, go to school if you need to. You know, like go out there, man. Like um, mm-hmm. last year, I was part of the Empower Youth. Um, uh, people were attending attendees. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I came across a whole lot of motivational speakers. One thing that I ask myself is motivation enough. You can motivate me as much as you want. Mm-hmm. I can go to an internet and. Get these um podcasts talking about motivations. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Go you know? and do but it. Do you do you, do you actually understand <laughs> mm. what I'm going through right now? You can motivate mm. me about poverty, mm. but if you've never been poor, there's nothing that you're gonna understand. So mm. one thing that I've I've learned during Empower Work is everything is possible, but you need to get resources. Mm. That's when I started. You know, like I was I was demotivated. I don't want to lie. Last year, I was going through the most as an individual. I'm confused. I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm sad. You know, I want to do this, but I can't, you know. But having to be part of Empower Youth, I actually had to start afresh. Go to the drawing board. What is it that I need to do right, you know. And then I had to network. It also helped me a lot. Networking with the right people, getting information as much as you can, and then starting from then. I started there, and right now, I might say that my journey has changed. Mm. It is not complete, but it has actually changed. We're in conversation with uh, Skinny AF, Spusiso Manga, and Spusiso Molimi. We're looking at uh, the Empower Youth Transformation Week that's coming up, but really an opportunity uh, to find out from young people themselves what are the challenges that they are facing and what are the the solutions, perhaps, more important. Uh, I love what Skinny said, that you can motivate me as much as you want. But if you don't understand, if you don't understand the circumstances that I am facing, then the motivation ends there because I, I need more than just motivation. I need more than just uh, something that will make me feel good for a certain period. Like it's nice, yes, we're screaming and jumping and clapping and the vibe was great. But you leave me basically with the same conditions, in the same conditions that I have been trying to change, that I've been struggling to change. We'll build on uh, the rest of this conversation after the 10.30 news headlines. Luyanda is standing by, as always. I'll also, I'll, I'll also be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. Leading the conversation. We continue the conversation on the talking points. Wasisa, I want to come to you. And you told us about your journey of being an an author, starting a a platform, Essay Books Online. Um, Talk to me about the the experience that you had following this career path. And you also have a job. So I'm keen to know, do you work in a place that speaks to um, you being an author as well, or is it about doing what you can to in order to survive and then still finding a way to to have that outlet for your passion? Um, I was Kathy. Um, 
we we the the jobs that we do as young people right now mm. is 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 mostly interns and interning and learnership because uh we find ourselves in positions in a position of whatever comes so i can survive you know if you start a business as a young person it is quite difficult that is why we always start stuck in the startup phase mm. and it is difficult to get out get out of that startup phase as a young person because when you look at for instance contracts that you want to bid for that are beyond the startup phase the requirements are crazy for a person who's just started a business a year ago or two years ago so now we find ourselves having to find um small jobs here and there to balance what it is that we are trying to build but nonetheless i i'm one i carry um i would say i, I don't want to say it's an unpopular opinion but it's an mm. opinion that we don't talk about freely as of as a society that if you go throughout history every generation will say those were tough times Mm. It seems like tough times now but every generation had their tough times. But now I don't think we talk about uh, we don't we don't talk enough about understanding the environments that we are in. Like Skinny said we're living in an age of motivational speakers where now we are all told to be a Trevor Noah to be a black coffee. And what that does it it feeds the spark of depression in young people mm. and they start to ridicule ordinary things being happy with yourself being at peace being in an in a in a friendly environment when you get home mm -hmm. that is an achievement on its own having an ordinary 9 to 5 job where you can buy groceries mm -hmm. that is an achievement on its own but now we are stuck in these places when they say they're going to empower the youth you start getting people tell talking about how i made my first million mm. what if that person is not wired to think of a million what then do you tell him that he's the, the he or she is not good enough and that is the position that we are stuck in we we have a lot of theories that are not practical in today's world and we so stuck on theories it's time we have mm. new philosophies that we turn into practical things like you grew up with the philosophy of each one teach one there's no jobs right now how about we change that philosophy each one empower one mm. you there's you can't empower all of us you can't give me a job but certainly if you listen to my life story there's something you can spark in me that i can sustain a happy life with not a financial abundant life immediately now we start mixing all of these finances it 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 depresses us in a way that we do not understand mm. that because now we are aiming for something we've never had with aggressive ambition and when we reach to streets that i don't know where i should turn left or I should turn right then i become frustrated because i was told to go there to go get the million rand mm. and what i'm looking for really is not a million rand it's just to be happy and be content in my life mm. So 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 are you saying that the picture of success that we have and you know we'll have different people that that represent um different types of success that can be attained and we also know the role of social media and how that is used to almost amplify what the success looks like are you saying that that picture is so distorted that instead of encouraging some young people it is driving them 
into a hole of depression because the bar is just seemingly too unrealistic given where people are at absolutely. In, 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 in their lives. Absolutely. When I, when we, we, I, I was born 94, mm. post-apartheid, and I didn't have a, a, a rough upbringing. It is not as glamorous as it should be in, when you look at today's world. In today's world, I should have a nice fancy cell phone. My parents should be able to take me on vacation. We didn't go on vacation, Oskethi. We didn't wear branded clothing. But it was a stable environment in which has led or groomed a young, a young man that mm. can talk like this today. Mm. And it's time we start talking about basic things when we talk to young people that if you can get a job, that will make you happy and sustain your life. It's okay. If you don't get a job, if you can fi open a business that will sustain you, it will be okay. Like we grew up, I remember one of my my relatives owned a, a, a spaza tech shop. Mm. When I visited that relative, it was like our own vacation. It was a luxury. Because when we got there, there were like 50 cent chips that we could eat, mm -hmm. not the 20 rand chips that we all want to buy now. If you don't have 20, if you don't have uh, 20 rand, you can't buy chips. And you see, it's, it's small things like that that frustrate us. The environment, we're living in a time in South Africa where if we are not inspired now, you won't be inspired. How many of our own local people from townships are, are dominating globally? Mm -hmm. And now when you go to empower, uh, empower youth and you meet people who are industry leaders, I, there was this gentleman I, uh, who was speaking. I asked for, I missed his introduction. And then I went to the, the, the empower youth team and I said, can that gentleman uh, 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 mentor me? I like how he reasons. And then when we started talking during mentor sessions, I found out, oh, my God, this is Nicholas Maweni, the chairman, chairman of, of Samro. And at the time, I didn't see him as that. Mm. I heard him as someone who was older than me who spoke sense. I asked the question that when you are in an environment as harsh as the township, mm. what do you do? Because you are always told to hustle and grind. And he said, when the environment is harsh, don't go harder, go softer. And after he said that, my anxiety and depression lowered. Mm. You're bringing up such an important issue of the depression that many young people are, are, are going through. And, and often it's almost downplayed. Um, society doesn't want to acknowledge it for, for what it is. Uh, you know, I've heard even on, on this platform when we've had similar conversations that, you know, ach, these young people of today, they're just soft. You know, they just they're too soft. Um, they just, you know, toughen up a little bit, you know, just get it together, guys. Uh, you were making the point earlier about how if you go th to every generation, they'll they'll talk about how things were tough, you know. And South Africa, of course, it's not a great example because you'll hear about the 76th generation and, you, you know, you see the pictures and there's no arguing. You're like, yeah, definitely, um, you, you win hands down. But then it almost invalidates what the experience of, of many young people is, is today. A and how do you reckon with these issues of, I have a dream, I'm, I'm told that I need to dream even higher. I see other people achieving those dreams. But my reality is that the efforts I make are consistently frustrated. 
I'm unable to break beyond a certain point. It's giving me anxiety. It's making me depressed. It's making me hate my life. How do you break that and, and move beyond that? Uh, I'll come to Sposiso in a moment, but um, Skinny and Sposiso 1, you, Sposiso uh, Mulimi rather will be Sposiso 2. So, <laughs> so, so Skinny and Sposiso 1, uh, I want you guys to, to speak to me uh, about that and how you deal with that uh, on a day to day. I think it's it's important to have mentors. A person who actually been in your journey, who lived it, who understands it. Mm. Because we deal with anxiety almost every day. We deal with depression almost every day. And it's never easy talking about such things because it seems like you don't want to toughen up. You know, it seems like we've been there before. Why can't you do it? So me personally, how I deal with it, I do have a mentor. I do have someone that I talk to. You know, I have classes that I need to attend um, for counseling. Like I was dealing with anxiety, you know, and it is not easy. It is not easy. And having to talk to someone who relates to your issues becomes more easier, you know, and having a mentor giving you a direction on where to go and how to do it, it becomes a whole lot easier. So that's that's me personally. That's how I, I enjoy it. Skinny, I hope you don't mind my asking. Um, what have you been most anxious about? What do you find feeds and is driving your anxiety? Having to make it. There's a lot of pressure, a whole lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to make it. You know, like you have to make it. It's all in your eyes. You know, you have to make your life better than your parents' life. You have to be the one make, being an example from where you come from. The society, the environment, it's way too depressing and you don't want to be part of it. You have this dream, you have this thing that's driving you in, you have to make it. So that's one thing that's actually made me anxious. Wanting to be in a particular place, but I can't reach it. It's, 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 it's depressing. Mm. Like you want to go there, you see it, but you can't touch it. You know, you want to go there, you can knock, but the doors are never opening. Hmm. The life that we're living in right now is too expensive. We're growing up, you know. So that's one of the things that's attributing factors to my anxiety as an individual, Mm. especially as a creative, because being being, being a creative is never easy, especially if you are starting from the ground. You were never um, fed in, you know. You were never coming from a well-known background. You know, it's having to start afresh as a young person, as, as a creative on its own. It's, it's it's not easy, especially from the environment that you come from. Mm. It also plays a huge factor. So this is one. Kathy, I was I was hospitalized for depression before for about two weeks. And when I came out of hospital, I wrote a book called I Think I'm Depressed. Mm-hmm. And I put it out there for free on Google Books for anybody to download. And the responses were were, 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 were were humbling. And I had to go back and ask myself, as a generation, where do we take this? And as the people, uh, your generation, who are our parents, why, why does it seem like there's a disconnect in terms of this understanding what the issue is? And because you, our parents had it so tough, they made sure when they raised us, they, may, they try to make things a little bit easier. Mm. So our tolerance to pain and frustration became a little bit lower than theirs. So that is why 
some parents don't understand me not being a part of a group of friends can frustrate me. Me not having to go to town now and then can frustrate me. So I learned mechanisms for myself on how to deal with this depression. It's a personal journey. Even if you go to hospital, you can come back, you can get out of there worse. Nobody has figured it out. Knowing how the pharmacy industry works, if they had figured it out, medication would be out there and we'd mm -hmm. all be okay. But no one has figured it out. This thing, especially with us young people, I will go back to my point of this big dreaming. It's okay to dream big, but it's also important to have small little goals or resolutions for yourself because when you reach a, a resolution or a little milestone, you become motivated mm -hmm. and you become, you feel like an achiever and everything, the pressures of society, you are, you are able to block out. Mm -hmm. You can watch the news and see a war happening, a war rather happening elsewhere in the world and smile and say, wow, what is the world coming to? Swissiso 2, let me come to you, give you a chance to weigh in before I go to uh, the phone lines. Of course, you can get in touch with us on 011-714-2006. That's the number to dial this morning. Um, on the WhatsApp line, I'm taking those messages on 0614-104-107. Yeah, I think speaking about the pressures that we face as young people and um, social media, the role that social media plays. Um, what is success? So I came across this definition of what success is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's helped me to celebrate the small little steps that I make. Um, success is the worthy realization of any goal. That's it simply put. Worthy realization of any goal. And so what I found with many of the young people that I was speaking to in the different schools that I do work with is many of them had never defined what success is for them. Mm. What is success for you? And not having to try and prove it to other people because when you try and then prove it to other people, you, you, you may then get some pushback from other people and then you feel like, ah, maybe it's just not a big enough goal. Oh, maybe I'm just trying to place more. What, what Busiso was saying, that define what success is for you and stay true to that success and then start to celebrate each and every single goal that you achieve mm -hmm. that is that is very very important and you know i'm a motivational speaker very proud and people say yeah you motivational speakers you come you know tell us you can do it and we go to these conferences then you pump us up and and you know then you leave us just like as we are you know and mm -hmm. and and i've encouraged other motivational speakers to say we all have a different role to play some are there just to share their journeys. And just by sharing your journey, you inspire somebody. But what I love about this upcoming week at Empower Youth is that not only are you telling people that they can do it, it's like going to a young person and saying, you're creative, your brand is important. Yeah, you can build your brand. But teach me mm. practically how to build my brand. Mm. Ask me the questions that will get me thinking. So what is practicality? Practicality is saying that you're a brand. Let's go onto your social media. Practical. What does it look like? How have you branded yourself? What are you tweeting? What are you sharing? That is practicality. That is what many young people are looking for. Not just to tell them they can do it, but teach them. Practicality. And that's why it's important that when we get onto the platforms and we speak to young people, not only do we inspire them, but we share with them practical, universal principles and habits. 
That's it. I'm going to go to our phone lines. BJ, you'll be our first caller for this hour. You're on the road. Good morning. Hi, Kathy. Hi, BJ. Yeah, Kathy, I'm a sister of as I do to all your all presenters. I'm not really taking my hats off to your back office guys who are just so smooth and so professional. Um, you know, it's just wonderful to interact with them before we get to you guys. Oh, that's so great. Really I'm, cool, I'm, cool, cool, I'm, cool, I'm glad to hear that, BJ. And you're talking about our producers, um, and that would be Lebo and Kanya. Well, I don't know who I speak to, but yes. across the board, whenever I, before I get to you guys, they are always so on the ball and so professional. They're really a credit to the SABC, as, as are you guys, as always. Kathy, mm. yeah, yeah, just, just to the topic at hand, I mean, an incredible discussion. Um, over the last few months, we've just started a new business venture in the hospitality industry. Uh, it's actually created by, by my kids who are both uh, in their 30s. And one of the things they've, they've done is, is put a particular focus in terms of employment on employing young people. Um, and I've, I've, I've been sort of a screen where a lot of the TVs and a lot of the direct interviews have come in uh, to me. And I think the incredible thing to me is, is um, the, the, the diversity of attitudes, particularly that I'm, I get from the people coming in to either in, the, in terms of the written communication uh, on social media to us or directly. And I think uh, the sad thing for me is uh, what I'm finding is that, and I think your, both your, your very eloquent uh, guests have spoken about is there's just a sense of desperation at the moment from young people that mm. actually over, overshadowing their natural talents and mm. that they're looking to employ. Uh, you know, you uh, and, and I think the one thing you're, you're the one gets as well, which is so striking, is your CV is really just a, a foot in the door. You know, I uh, give the CVs a very cursory look over, but it's the attitude that the person presents in terms of their availability to fit into a team uh, when they get to me. And I just get a sense that uh, there's so much of desperation because a lot of the young people are... Really, they they the only ones uh, seen as salvation for their families, and I think what happens is when they come across in the in the discussion, and, and I, I try not to make the interviews, is that a lot of their latent natural talents are being subdued. Um, you know, because they they trying to understand what is it that the employer wants, because they need to get this job. Yeah, yeah. And and as an employer, you're looking to find. The hidden stuff, and uh, that is the real sad part for me, is that a lot of, a lot of the youth, uh, a lot of the young people are looking for jobs at the moment. Are forced to actually uh, uh, tap down their natural talent. Sadly, it might be the talent that we are actually looking for as an employer. Um, and I think uh, the, the advice that your guests are giving is just really incredible uh, in terms of that. Really trying to get the young people to to be who they are when they come there because very often their employers mm. or potential employers can actually see through and find those streaks that they are looking for to actually employ uh, the young people. But All right. I think the pressure, the financial pressure and the, the end goal that he described in terms of what the description of success is, that needs to be thrown out the window for now. It needs to be what you can actually offer the employer, what you are really true about. And that is what your employers can actually see very, very quickly. Uh, and actually, I mean, we've employed, uh, the, the, the people we've employed 
uh, even though we're in the hospitality industry, more than half of them have been outside of the hospitality industry because they've shown glimpses of what we are looking for in terms of attitude and character. All right. Uh, and my hats really go off to, to the young people who are making an effort to try, but my advice would be to them is to really be as honest and real as you can with the employer rather than trying to be the, the employer that they think that mm. the employee wants to employ and really let their natural talents come through yeah. and leave it in the employer's hands to find what they're looking for. And, and I guarantee that those that do that uh, will be able to, to get employment in the fields that they're really passionate about and really make a career out of what they want to. All right, but well PJ. done to your guests. Uh, they, they really, they really, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to them, to such young people, being able to put a, put a finger on the challenges that young people are facing out there. All right. Uh, my hat's off to them and to you as well for finding them. Thank you very much. Kevin. All right, PJ. Th- thanks for that contribution and very important advice. I think it was Pusiso who was who, who, who saying that, you know, um, people, gen, you know, young people take whatever jobs they can because it's about survival. So it's not even about what am I good at, what am I passionate about, and and one can understand why it is even in interviews the focus to say I must say whatever I think I have to say in order to get this job. Let me go to Gumani in Centurion. Good morning. Morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm good. Thank you for bringing up this topic in this day and time. Mm. And I just want to thank also is it Slim who is dealing with this issue so raw and so confidently. Yes, skinny, uh, skinny, yes. Skinny, skinny. Mm. Thank you. I just want to say, uh, I, I always hear people and other political parties and people saying that white people are taking our jobs, our business, and stuff. And, Kathy, one thing that I've realized, we don't hate white people because, people don't hate white people because uh, they are taking their jobs. White people look for each other. They are giving each other jobs and whatsoever. We young people, you'll find that I have a friend that I'm asking for capital to start a business, but he can't even give me 50000 to start a, cap- uh, a business, but he takes me to uh, a club and spend 100000 with me drinking, but not giving me <laughs> a break mm-hmm. to just say, go mm-hmm. and start up a business. We have churches that can also give young people breaks. You know, we give tithes, we give offering. It's just that we as black people, we don't look up for each other. The people are motivated out there. People are hungry. People are, they have business ideas, but they just need someone to give them a break. And uh, if I may just ask, we have people there who are saying that they're motivational speakers. In one of their uh, uh, session or event, have they ever picked one person in each event and say, I'm going to give you money to start up to start up a business, you pay 350 to come to my event, I'm just going to give you a break. If they are picking one person per event that they make, we're going to be having a lot of people who are starting up businesses. I feel like it's high time that we start looking for each other. We go back into in, into becoming human again and just look up for one another. All right. Kumani yeah. out in Centurion. Thanks for that call. Let me go to Evidence in Cape Town. Good morning. Make it in. Yes. Uh, long time. Mama, uh, just want to engage with the guys. There is a guy that, uh, I think it's the 94 guy, CR94, the guy with TPM. I suppose so, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy said uh, he did a PM and then he he never actually got a job in that particular field. Mm. You see, I'm, 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 
I'm kind of uh, in a similar situation, but my case is a bit different. But I did mine in a college, uh, team at college. So, uh, one thing that hit me so hard was that um, when I was doing my interviews, the the first which I was exposed never actually corresponded to the checklist that I got from 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 the college. Now, that several my chances of getting my my my, my national diploma. So now, the one, what I want to ask the guy, perhaps, how can you advise me as to how to go by uh, getting the right, uh, the right experience in order for me to, to, to actually finish my, uh, my diploma? Of course, now I'm just having this N6 certificate that I can't do nothing about. At least if I had the, the overall uh, diploma, I think it would have been better because it actually has a more weight than this N16. Mm. See, so, 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 um, because, because when you're from school, from the college, you get this checklist, you go to the, to the company so that you can get an experience and so forth. But thing is, when you get to these, uh, these workplaces where they are supposed to give you the, the experience, they, they, they don't actually give you what is relevant to the checklist. They, they just take you for the sake of having you and, and get some credits or some sort, uh, but they, Actually, don't give you like no no experience when you I come see, out. Yeah. You apply to the DHET. Mm. DHET says all these that you did in the workplace don't actually correspond to the checklist. So you better have go back and do these things again. And at, the, at that time, the college don't look for you now for the for the place you have to look for yourself. You see. All right. So it's actually a mm. challenge, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Evidence. Thanks for calling in and 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 for giving us, you know, the example of of what's happening to you, uh, the challenge of being placed in these internships, learnership programs, not really feeling like you're getting skills that can take you beyond that three months, six months, or even a year uh, that one is going through. Okay, so we're co- we're out of time for this conversation. I'm literally left with like. Um, 30 seconds so what will we do let's do this we'll take the 11 o'clock news update and then I'll give our um, our guests a chance to uh, just wrap up the conversation on the other side of 11 o'clock we've got lots of voice notes on this issue let me play a couple of them as well honestly speaking I love this gentleman because nowadays when a person does a normal job or what is considered as a normal job jobs that our parents didn't do it's seen as, oh, it's that, so that's your startup. Instead of saying, oh, wow, you're a teacher, well done. Oh, great, you're a policeman, well done. Wonderful, you're a nurse. Now it's like, oh, so that's your startup. What is your side hustle? Everybody nowadays is just pressurized into having a side hustle in order to achieve these so-called successes, which are honestly just materialistic and not even worth it because the amount of stress that we go through as young people in order to achieve those so-called materialistic successes it's ridiculous. Hi everyone. The idea of work is also changing. People can outsource their time and we may not be able to employ somebody, but we may be able to employ them to do one thing or one task. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
It's six after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the show. And to wrap up the conversation we've been having over the last hour uh, with some with the brilliant young people I have in studio with me, uh, Skinny AF, uh, Spusiso Manga and Spusiso Mulimi. Those have been our guests for the for, for the past hour. And I think they've really touched on very important issues and, and, and highlighted and explained um, in in such a detailed manner, just some of the challenges that they as as young people face. And as we wrap up this conversation, um, I want to find out from you because I think there'll be people who are listening to the show, who know young people, who have young people in their lives, and who are equally concerned about the kind of solutions that they can be bringing to the table. When people think about helping or assisting young people, right? Um, what would you want them to know? What kind of approach would you want them to take? If if somebody, you know, looks at Skinny and is like, okay, no, Skinny is my neighbor. I, I, I want to see how I can help or support Skinny. What does that person need to know? What do they need to do? Number one, understand my brand. Understand where I'm trying to go. What, what am I doing? And then give me resources, right? Even if it's not money. Right now, typical example, I want to be uh, a radio presenter on a professional. Mm. You have an access to a studio. You can take me to school. Do that. You don't necessarily need to give me cash. All right, help me with that. Um, if it's cash, help me with um, transport fare for me to get to town on a daily basis if that's need to be, you know? Um, on social media, help me to brand my brand. Mm-hmm. Let's market what I do, all right? Word to word mouth, like do necessary things that you think could help. Like mm-hmm. it's the little things that matter most mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Okay, Spusiso? Um, Oscar, I'd first like to say to every young person who's interested in coming to the event, um, it's they can register at empoweryouth.co.za. Empower mm-hmm. is E-M-P-O-W-A, not E-R. Youth.co.za. And those who can come, it will be streamed live on social platforms. And for me, the, the, the challenges are multifaceted and the solutions won't be the same for our youth. But for people who are older, I'd like to talk to them and say, you know, if you give a young person a sense of pride of how they look and where they come from and with give them spark that inspiration and give direction and reasons for that direction, I think as a country we'll be moving in a far better direction than we are right now. Mm-hmm. And I would I would I, I challenge everybody, every uh, older person up there to just take one person and try to empower them, not just teach them, just do something to empower the journey that they're already on. So what's your thought too? Listen to young people. We have many conferences where people are coming and they've never been where these young people have been and they're providing solutions and wondering why those solutions are not working because they haven't sat down on the ground with young people on the streets to say, what is it that you need? Mm. Not all of them need money. Some of them just need someone to tell them that, hey, you can do it. And then that's where it starts. So it's, it's the listening. It's not just the telling, but the teaching them. Teaching them how to be independent, not just to be dependent on them all the time. So should 
ask Kathy leave or should the organization leave, mm. then what happens to me? What is it that you can teach me that I can hold on and do without you so that I'm not always dependent on you to come back and give me? So it's the principles, it's the laws, it's the habits. Whether I'm there or whether I'm not there, it's up to you. And lastly, listen, teach, and yeah, empower. All right. Let me thank you all for your time today. I hope you're going to have a, a fruitful week um, at, at the Empower Transformation Youth Week um, and getting to interact and engage with all of these different people. And you sound to me like people who are going to be going into it with a clear understanding of what you're going to be getting out of it. But I think more than anything, I, I really appreciate um, how you have been able to help us understand the challenges that are facing young people and just this idea of being told, make it, you know, make it, be successful, but not really being fully equipped with the tools to be successful. I think that's something that, you know, we all need to think long and hard about uh, when it comes to why we are not able to fully solve the challenge of youth unemployment, especially in this country, because it's not due to a lack of ideas, but constantly people are being told to fix something that is actually out of their hands and out of their control uh, to fix. So let me thank you all for your time. It's been a pleasure uh, hanging out with you over <clears throat> the last hour. Apologies. So what I'm going to do now is I, I just want to go through some of uh, the messages that have been sent through. Anthony Van Veek says, uh, SA Youth is burdened by their families looking at looking to them as the savior for financial support. They just graduated. If they can build themselves their careers, then look after family. It'll relieve the anxieties that they experience. Uh, Tabang Mutsu, he says, Kathy, your amazing guests have just reinforced my belief that South Africa does indeed have a bright future. Please pass my compliments. I'll readily take a call from any of them for support and guidance. Thank you uh, for that, Tabang. I'm going to take some WhatsApp voice notes and then on the other side of this, we'll get into our Friday wind down conversation.